Hello there, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Football Manager Therapy. I am your host, Rich Owens, and joining me this week is a bit of an eclectic mix of human beings because we have got one quarter of the FM team, and we also have a super special guest. Sometimes, sometimes we hide them away in the background when we do the intro. Sometimes we do that. But this week, no, loud and proud, loud and proud for our guest. Kev's here. But our wonderful guest this week, it's it's Josh Peach. Hello, Josh. How are you, pal? Hello. How are we doing, lads? It's uh, a real pleasure to be here. So uh, thank you for having me. Oh, mate, it's an absolute pleasure. An absolute pleasure. It's honestly, it's all ours. I mean, Kev, we've been we've been a bit giddy this week, haven't we? <laughs> that Josh was coming on. It's been. I mean, we're we're usually a little bit giddy in the first place, mm. aren't we? So this is ultra giddy, you know, whatever ultra mm-hmm. giddy is, and the next level up from there, we might reach it during the next hour. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, it's a good one. Looking forward to this one immensely. How are you, Rich? How's things? Oh, I'm grand, mate. I'm I'm grand. It's been a busy old week. It's been a busy old week, but we it's my cherished Sunday morning time. So I'm I'm looking forward to this one. It's been super exciting. Like again, exciting behind the scenes news from us at FMT. We've been lining up guests over the past couple of weeks. And look, if you think Josh is is good, like Josh, Josh is now the benchmark for guests. Now, Josh, there is a little bit of pressure because we have had a tendency recently. I'd say we we've had three guests on in the last kind of you know six months or so. One of them ended up getting a permanent job on the podcast. So uh, <laughs> okay. don't no think of then, this. Yeah? yeah, yeah, no pressure. Don't think of this as an audition. But you know, Cal- Callum and Jeb aren't here, so you know. I, I, so the I doors are true. I mean, that is yeah. true. They're not. If are the they? Cha- if the chair is open, then the chair could be yours, mate. And I've got to, you do look lovely. You look lovely in that corner of the screen, pal. So kind. Thank you very much. This Thank this is going to be such a crowded screen by the end of FM twenty four, isn't it? You know, there's going to be like it twelve is. of us all crammed in on this screen. <laughs> Welcome to the FMT pod with the team. All twelve yep. of us. Exactly. You know, we, we do a, a polite intro, find out how everyone's doing, then we just sign off. That, that's that's all it is. Uh, has anyone played Football Manager this week? Yeah, good. See you next week, everybody. But 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 still I'm a banger of a theme tune, though. Still Let's face a great it. Theme yeah. Great theme tune. Great theme tune. Great times. Great people. Um, Josh, before we kind of dive into it, I suppose what, what we're going to ask you for, if that's okay, pal, if you had to give us a brief summary of who you are what you're about because there might be people watching or listening to this podcast who have never experienced josh peach before it's unlikely it's enormously unlikely like you 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 see josh peach you know josh peach but just in case they don't know who are you pal what's 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 the message behind you who Who is josh peach who am i i would say i am a uh below par fm player who streams and makes content more for people to laugh at me and understand that not everyone who makes content wins at the game all the time. So it's okay to be bad at it and just play it. And basically I like interacting with viewers more than I like winning the game. So uh, it provides some interesting results on stream and through the content. So uh, yeah, I'd say that, something like that. You and I are going to get on so well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are in you are Who needs in to be company, good at the mate? game when yeah. you can have a good chat? Being good is overrated. We'll leave that to RDF and Zealand. They can have that part of it. We'll yeah. just we'll just vibe. Okay. We'll just chat. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly, mate. Exactly. We've said this for years, right? There are two schools of football manager content that people watch. There's there's the one column 
or there's one group of people that you watch because you want to learn about the game and that's it you watch a zealand you watch an rdf you go to the manager's seat and you watch those guys and you're like i'm going to learn something today and i'm going to get better at the game and then there are other people you go there to be entertained you're going to hop into a stream it's like that, that they don't know what a sugar land is nah. they've got absolutely no idea whatsoever but i tell you what they're going to lose some games and they're going to have a good time doing it and i'm going to enjoy it with them and welcome welcome brother take a seat by the fire it's lovely here it is lovely look you mate you do and we said before we recorded multi-faceted man josh peach because mate you do it all you literally do it all you are a busy busy boy because you stream um you make the youtube content you're on tiktok mate you are literally everywhere literally everywhere i mean We've got a really nice cross-section of people here, actually, I suppose, because Kev, obviously, Kev has got previous experience from streaming and creating YouTube content. Mm -hmm. um, our boy Callum has recently started making YouTube content due to time constraints. Uh, I'm too lazy to make YouTube content, so I just stream because I just don't have the capacity to learn another new skill. Um, I guess if we start our journey, look, before the content creation came around, the love for FM must have been there, yes? Yes, when, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Take us back, mate. When when uh, when did you play this game for fun? I suppose is the best way of asking that question. Um, it would have started a, a long, long time ago. Um, I remember playing the first FM I got on PC would have been FM fourteen, I want to say fourteen, fifteen. Mm -hmm. So that would have been a fourteen, fifteen year old Peachy knowing nothing. I remember my first ever game on FM PC, I managed Arsenal. And I did the under 21 friendly and I got battered like six nil. And I didn't touch the game again for, for like half a year. I was like, no, this is not for me. Get back to FIFA. I'll be okay. Um, but I mean, it, I reckon it goes even back before that because my stepdad had a, a PSP, loved a PSP. Mm -hmm. And I think he had champ manager maybe 08, I want to say, if that, was on, mm -hmm. if that was on PSP, something like that. So I remember like watching him play it all the time and being intrigued by it. And I remember like, when he wasn't playing, I'd be like, oh, can I, can I, can I play it? And again, for some reason, I managed Arsenal then as well. And I remember like having Gilberto, Gilberto Silva and that as an eight-year-old and not really know what's going on. But I remember like the players, I don't know if anyone else can rem remember what game this is, but instead of them being like the classic 2D dots, they looked a bit mm -hmm. more like, like tic-tac shape, I'd say. And they would like mm -hmm. fly around. Mm -hmm. I want to say that was, that was like Champ Manager 08, but like, that's my first memory. And then, so I played 14, 15 on PC um played it on like mobile and that and the years before that between the champ manager 08 and then uh and then left it for a while and kind of came back to it around fm19 and then locked down fm20 is when it all went bang and then we started streaming and then it all just mm -hmm. yeah grew from there really mm -hmm. no, i think in, in fairness mate a very similar journey to a lot of people in terms yeah, of yeah, the yeah. football manager you know because you are I've, I've just done some maths in my head and you are offensively young I mean, although. Oh no! I mean, I mean, I, I mean, we say we say that, but you know, you do fittings on podcasts. We're all twenty-four anyway, so we're all actually a similar kind of age. In if, the contract, maths works. Yeah, it's contractually we're all twenty-four years old. The episode where Jeb admitted that he's he's in his late thirties. No, don't listen to that. It's not canon. No, it's not no. canon. Didn't count. It didn't count. It didn't. That was a spin-off. A spin-off episode. Uh, we're all definitely twenty-four, but I, I think a, a lot of people that uh, that that make content i think they were drawn to fm a lot of people start out with like your fifa series or, or your um pro evos and then after a while it just like you want something more from your footballing experience 
I mean, Kev, I don't think I've ever really asked you the FIFA question. I don't think it's ever mm-hmm. really come up. Were you a FIFA guy back in the day? What is this FIFA that you speak of? Um, no, <laughs> simply put, no. Um, I used to play sensible soccer in the day, oh. back in the day, a uh, long time ago now. Uh, but to be totally truthful, I think I've probably owned one FIFA and played it for about two weeks and then gave it up. Other than that, I occasionally have a game with somebody if I'm around at their place and they've got it. But it just doesn't get me somehow. I, I'm more mm. of a tactical mind rather than a can I dribble around three people, get to the uh, the byline and put it back to the six-yard box to tap in or whatever it is that is the meta on FIFA. I genuinely don't know because I don't play it. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's not something that ever really caught my attention enough. No. I mean, for somebody that's not played it, you've just described the current version or the EFC. <laughs> yeah, you've done very well. That, that is literally all it is. Cut to the byline, back across the box and score and then get angry messages from 12-year-olds on their PSN or Xbox Live. It's, <laughs> mm, mm. hope it never changes. I hope it never changes. But once once you kind of, you know, say so 14, 15, those were your, your, your formative memories and then 20 went big over lockdown. Yeah. I mean, what was uh, if if you look at if you look back to you know we all had a lot of time on our hands, or most people did during lockdown. Was there something about football manager that's made to go right? This is this is the one now, or is it just more of a I've got time to throw myself into this now and let's just kind of see where it goes. I imagine it was kind of a bit of both when I look back. Hmm. So FM nineteen, as I said, is when like it really reignited that I this is my game. Like I remember playing so many hours, and that's probably when you say, "What's the last game you played?" for fun we all have fun making content on Mm -hmm. it and stuff like that but playing the game just for me was probably fm19 so that kind of carried over into fm20 and then i remember because i was just editing from home in my job so it was quite a lonely time in my bedroom just literally staring at a screen all day and my second screen the second screen entertainment was always twitch was always a twitch stream and because of playing so much fm it turned out to be watching lots of fm as well and i remember watching uh, Dr. Benji had a Boston save, and I watched that every day. He used to go live at like 12 every day, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And he just did it again and again and again and again and again. Like every day. I was always there. That was like my routine. And I remember some people just asking in the chat stuff like, oh, how do I start streaming? How do I get into this? And it hadn't crossed my mind at all. Like I love, I've always loved creating videos and creating things, which is probably why I do try and do so much now because I can't ever mm-hmm. let it rest. But then it was it wasn't until someone else was asking those questions in the chat when I was watching, I was kind of like, oh, actually, maybe I could I could do this. Maybe that this is because all you've got to do, he was just saying, all you've got to do is just start doing it. As long as you're having fun, you'll be fine. And I was like, I can have fun. I can do that. That's easy. And it was almost especially because it was locked down and there wasn't um, we couldn't go and see anyone. And to be fair, none of my friends, all of my friends are FIFA people. No one's an FM person. Mm-hmm. So it was always playing a game and if I had a problem, it would be YouTube or like if I want to talk to someone about me winning a trophy, it would be, I don't know, message someone else who lives far away who who does play the game. None of my like immediate friends. So it was almost like that other way of connecting to like-minded FM FM people who could, uh, who I could kind of share the journey with of a, of a save. And I never expected to be as fun, it, expected it to be as fun as it is or connect mm. with as many people as I have done. So it's, uh, yeah, it was, it's probably one of the best decisions I've ever made to just, trying it 
Ben's got a lot to answer for, hasn't he? Because he was my route in as well. My, my question about that is a little bit a step even further back. How did you discover that somebody else was putting content out about Football Manager? Because up until the fact I randomly found a video of Ben's on YouTube, just completely out of the blue, I didn't know anybody was doing it or that I could have done it like a decade earlier than I did. So yeah, how did yeah, you yeah. discover that somebody else was doing it? You make a great point there, actually, because I remember playing or i don't know which fm it was but it was one of the very very early ones so we're talking earlier than 19 one of like the the 14 15 and i remember finding a work the space video but not knowing it was work the space until like 2021 20, mm. 23 when i came back to it and i was like oh wow that that, that must have been who i watched back then and mm. i can't remember what save it was or whatever but as you say i remember seeing it and thinking wow people are actually play in this game mm. and the, the point you make actually about how you just stumbled across a ben video in when I was playing FM19, the save I was doing and the reason I started then was because Kingsland Town, my local side, had got promoted into the National League North or the National League for the first time. I can't remember which one it was. So it must have been National League North. And that was the first time they were in the game. So like everyone around Kingsland, even if they hadn't played FM, were like, oh my God, we've got to play it because like our lads are in the game. Like, this is going to be crazy. And that year, Lelujo started his non-league to legend mm. in Kings Lynn. So like my mates were then sending these videos around like, oh, look, this guy who's actually like a, a proper YouTuber is making a video about Kings Lynn and stuff like that. So I started watching that. Um, and then he was at a game and I used to go to Kings Lynn games. So then I met Lelujo at a Kings Lynn game. And I suppose it kind of, that's probably where it started really. So that was before COVID. And I didn't think about making videos myself then, but then fast forward to that year of awful COVIDness, and then uh, mm. it all blew up from there. <laughs> amazing mm, i think yeah covid has a lot to answer for i think there are a lot of people because it's it's a really weird transition isn't it because i think one of the things you've touched on there mate is is really interesting to me because there's so many people that i've met through football manager that create content or even if it's just people that hang out in the streams like people from the chats loads of people who i've spoken to about this game spend a lot of time now especially watching it on twitch or consuming youtube content because very much like you they don't have mates that want to play fm like i think i think there's like a government thing i think we're spread out across the country people that enjoy fm aren't allowed to live within five miles of each other i just don't think i don't think they're allowed to because I, I look i look at all of my friends like my my closest friends kind of in like local to me i met in an internet cafe when we were 15 like we used to hang out and, and play land games together in an internet cafe like my friends come come from a video game background. None of them, none of them have any interest in in Football Manager whatsoever. Literally, L literally none. Like How nobody I know. Like I don't understand. Like, Same with me. It's like, mad, isn't it? It's mad. I mean, I guess I'm 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 more of an age, I guess, where there wasn't as much kind of. You had the you had the the, the the kids that were interested in video games. You had the kids that were interested in in football, and never the two should meet. It was like you know it, there wasn't very much crossover. You know FIFA. You know, but you're talking like FIFA 98 when I was at high school. That was maybe the somebody would bring in like an N64 at Christmas and like you'd all sit down and play like FIFA or a international superstar stocker together. And you're like, oh, okay, well, this is this is nice. This is this is this is nice. It's, it's like, you know, it's 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 it's, it's peacetime. It's peacetime. Um, it's England to Germany kicking the ball around in the trenches on Christmas Day during the First World War. And then, you know, come January, straight back to animosity and just not liking each other very much. <laughs> But it's it's that it's that lack of connection with with people in in reality that play the game. It just doesn't happen very much. And I think just finding it online 
in the first instance, it's not like for me, it wasn't the, oh, there are people that play this on the internet. I must also create content around this game that I love. You just sit back and go, oh my God, they're out there. This is amazing. People like Football Manager. And then you just throw yourself into like, you know, Lelujo's non-leagues to legends or like you, you, you or the or the part to Prem series, anything like that. You like just sit back, you're like, wow, this exists and this is brilliant. And it wasn't until suddenly half the world had time on their hands three or four years ago to go, oh, actually, maybe it's time I had a go at this myself. You just you just the the, the initial joy of finding out there are other people out there that enjoy doing what you enjoy at the same time. It's it's a really, really lovely feeling. And I think it's I think it's it's overlooked in other communities. Because if you'd say to somebody, oh, do you play FIFA? Most people are like, yeah, I play FIFA. Oh, do you play Call of Duty? Yeah, I play Call of Duty. So do you play Football Manager? How dare you? Yeah. How, I, I would never. What? So it is it is it is a lovely, lovely feeling. Um I mean you, you know you say you've been uh, you've you've been around for a little while. I mean in in terms of the wider community of people that you've met and you now kind of engage with and spend time with on a regular basis. How nice is that feeling having people around you, having friends that now enjoy the same thing as you? How does that feel? Yeah, it's good to be fair. Like over the last couple of years, I feel like the, the franchise itself has grown massively that, especially mm. with the introduction of console version that to be fair, people who I hadn't, who I just met through life have now started playing football manager. So I kind of feel like the game's, gone through or going through a transition of becoming a little bit more, bit more mainstream anyway but you're right yeah meeting people through streaming and content creation especially especially if they've got the uh, the the magic too of they make content and play fm like to have mm -hmm. people like that who i'm now close with is is massive because that was never a thing a few years ago so yeah it's really nice no, it's, it's, it's a lovely, it's a wonderful, wonderful feeling and i'm i'm very very grateful for it um in terms of the content that you make you said earlier you 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 know you are busy you do a lot you know content creation and you know based around you know just football in general you know not just limited to football manager but i suppose we'll talk a little bit more in depth about that later you're on all the as we talked about earlier you're on all the platforms you stream on twitch you're creating youtube videos you know you're incredibly active on sites like tiktok of the two main kind of you know content you know streaming platforms or you know putting the video the longer form videos out there or the longer longer form content creation of the tip of the uh, twitches and the youtubes is there one of those that you kind of have a preference towards in terms of what it is that you do 100 i would mm -hmm. if you if you gave me youtube or twitch and i can only do one for the rest of my life i'm doing twitch all day long because the interaction with people is the reason that I started it in the first place. And it's still the reason I do it now. Like YouTube is great. And I love putting together that really polished packaged video that you put up there and then people can go and find at any point and they jump in the comments and they share with their friends and that stuff. But having that instant reaction. So when your right back puts one in your own net from 40 yards out and everyone else is laughing at you, that I love. Like to know that someone, I've made someone else laugh at my misfortune, absolutely fine. That's okay. Whereas you don't really get that with YouTube, even if things go horribly wrong at that point in time, you're the one person sitting there reacting to it. And you know that you've got to edit it in a way to make it most effective and get the emotion out afterwards, which is sometimes really difficult to do. Um, which like I find a lot, as you said, mentioned the TikToks, there are funny things which happen on my streams and that's what make it make up a lot of um, my TikTok content. And I'm not saying that's me being really funny. I'm saying that's the game being funny at me. Um, but making that, into a funnier moment to put onto a different platform after it's happened is sometimes really difficult because at that moment you remember ah oh, this this moment is so funny i remember i remember when i don't know we couldn't sign a player for one pound because we were so broke and in the stream it's hilarious 
and then you go to do it on each, uh, on on TikTok, and you're like, mm, it's it's actually not funny at all. I was I don't know why we we were all laughing about it, but it's all the build up. You've had 45 minutes of free chat of who who can we sign, who can we sign, who can we sign. And you get to that point, you've nailed your target. This is the guy, and you've got zero pounds in the account, and actually look, and you're 405 million pound in debt as Kings in Town in the National League North, and it's gone horribly wrong. So uh, yeah, I I definitely say streaming over YouTube content. But then if you throw TikTok into that mix, that's a very difficult question for me. I do think. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. So TikTok uh, is a more recent phenomenon, I guess. Uh, so we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a second. But I, uh, I, one of the things I wanted to catch up on was, so you originally said that you've seen a Lelujo video in the past. You saw a workspace one way back in the day. And then you watched Dr. Benji stream and, you know, asked, heard people asking the question about how you do it and all that stuff. So which came first for you? Did you put a video out or did you put a live stream out first? What was the, the first interaction with content? So with content, I've made YouTube videos like away from Football Manager since I was like mm -hmm. 13, 12, 13. There are some horrific videos on YouTube of young <laughs> Peachy. If you can find them, that hats off to you, but they are horrendous. And they're still there because I can't get into the account to take them down. So <laughs> I do know where they are, but please don't try and find them. Um, uh, so when it came to Football Manager, though, when, when we got through to lockdown, it was a live stream that happened first because mm -hmm. I... Thought that would be, as I said, the like the straightaway, the instant interaction um, was was kind of what I wanted to try because I always like trying new things. Like we mentioned before the pre-record, we might talk about it in a bit. I really want to start a podcast. I don't know where that leads, but I'm just going to keep talking it and manifest it, and eventually it'll happen. Um, and that's why, like, I started TikTok and why I started streaming. So the stream was just I've watched someone else do it. I've never done that before. Let's see how it goes, and we'll give it a go that way. So. That's fantastic. And then TikTok comes out of that. Is that just um, because you've got the skill set, I guess, just to make very quick little snippet things and chuck it out there? Because for me personally, when I was thinking of transitioning from YouTube to Twitch a little while ago, uh, because I thought I was going to be better at streaming than I was at video making was my issue in that sense. Uh, the, the thought of then editing little things together and putting them in a snappy way and chucking them on TikTok, I can't get my head around it. It's not my skill set somehow, so I've never done it. But how did that come about then from the, the streams and the, the YouTubes into TikTok? So I've only been uploading on TikTok for just over a year now. So the love of TikTok as a platform kind of formed at work. And I, through my, my, two, my current job now, my one previous, I make a, a lot of like short form content in terms of football mm -hmm. and it's my favorite, probably my favorite type of editing um, in general. Like I think that again now comes into the FM as well, but I kind of, because I had the bug of it, like away from FM, eventually it, it crept in and I was like, is there a way that I can do this for football manager? Because I, I always, it's the same thing with the podcast. I kind of go through these stages where I just say, oh, I wish I could make TikToks. I wish I could do that. And eventually it will just get to a point where I'm like, oh, just do it. Like, stop talking about it. Just do it. And it got to that point. I made one straight away um, about a regen name uh, called Mike Crotch. And uh, <laughs> that was the first one. Um, and I remember like it didn't do, it didn't do very well to start with. And I didn't expect it to. I didn't know if the audience was there. And the next day I woke up and had 20K views. And I was like, okay, maybe there is, the audience is out there for, for Football Manager. If TikTok can kind of put my videos in, front of the right people and it went massive i yeah i don't really know how it's happened but um it's gone pretty well yeah 
No, it absolutely is. Um, and as you say, I think a lot of the time, like, you know, for, for example, we we do it, I say we, Jeb does it for us. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we have, you know, we've got some YouTube shorts out there. Um, we, we we have a TikTok channel, which is in, it's, it's in the link tree link in, in, in our description for pod. Um, Jebaru is completely in charge of that um, because he is very, very good at identifying those moments. Because I think that's the hardest thing to do because sometimes, as you say, something will happen on stream and it's brilliant and it's one of the highlights of your day. But there's 45 minutes of context to it that's happened before that doesn't come across in, you know, in a, in a you know, 10, 15 second video. So it's difficult. But Jebaru is very, very good at picking up on those moments when they happen. And just it, they they go up on TikTok or they go up on YouTube Shorts. Kind of if it's you know in 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 uh, in platform in, in you know at the same time as the episodes go up, and he's brilliant at it. Um, and because he's really really good at putting them all together. In terms of when you're when you're streaming, if something happened, how good are you at identifying something that's happened? over the course of a stream for example when these things happen is there like a little there's a little little light goes on in the back of your mind go right this is the moment let's just let's just uh, make a quick note of how long into the stream we are here because this is this is going to be the next this is going to be the next tiktok upload or do you are you always on on when it comes to like looking out for those moments or does it kind of be you know you close the stream down go oh actually there's something good happening today i reckon that might be some legs to it but how how does it work for you in terms of that 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 process? It's a bit of both, really. I wish I was a lot better at identifying the moments as they happen. Um, mm -hmm. I've got like this like electronic pad here where I try and write things down really quickly if something happens on a stream, mm -hmm. or I've got like a clip button on my stream deck to try and clip things, and then at least it gives me a rough reminder of where it was so I can go back and figure it out. But I I often get to the end of the stream as you say and think, oh no, there's there's two things happened today and I don't know where they are. So I then have to go through and try and figure out where they are. And the annoying thing is, I find it especially with TikTok over every other platform, is that it's so, um, how do I describe it? Inconsistent in a way or um, difficult to figure out what is going to work and what isn't. Sometimes I make I make one and I'm like, yeah, this this is that I think this could do well. I, I, I'm going to put all my eggs in this basket. I'm going to spend longer on this one than normal. And it will it'll flop and then you'll have one where you just it's like an okay moment you think yeah, it's, it's quite funny but it's okay and then you put it out and it's like out of nowhere everybody share it goes massive and you're like how, how has that happened i've literally spent 10 minutes on this one the one i've just spent eight hours on editing two legs of a champions league semi-final together why are we not looking at that one that's what's going on there so yeah it's it is it's weird to know uh which one's going to do well which then makes it a little bit harder to identify which parts i actually want to keep from a stream and which ones i don't so no, which makes makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Like I say, we're lucky that we have a Jebaru because he's so good at picking up, those Jeb. moments. Big up, big up, Jeb. Um, he's in the Isle of Man filming pool again. Wasn't an excuse last week, Callum. We promise it wasn't an excuse. He is actually there. Um, no, th this is the thing, it, and it's it. We're lucky that we have him because, like I say, it's like you. He sometimes just doesn't even tell us that he's doing it. It just pops up the next day. We had a moment, we had a wonderful moment in our network save a few months ago where uh, he left the password off, and then we had somebody joined the network game, and you know they they managed Arsenal for about two minutes in game, and they had a they had a quite interesting name as it turns out. But you know we still think about Jamie often. Uh, Jamie and his appendage. You think about it all the time, and that that happens. You know, like in the moment, I'm like, oh, this is just funny. This is just a night. This is just a funny thing that's happened over the course of this stream. 
And then the next day, a really, really well edited YouTube short just pops up. He's like, he's he's just he's he's clicked that he's twigged that and he's not he's not said, Oh, by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna make something out of this. He's like, no, it's just there the next day. It's a really, really nice thing to have because I think it would you say the success of your TikTok is drawing eyes to the other content that you're making, be it YouTube or Twitch? Is there have you seen a correlation between your popularity and your rise on TikTok? Have you seen numbers going up in terms of other content that you make? One million percent. Yeah. It has been mm. massive. I I've always heard, I've always listened to the Lujo and 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 Dr. Benji and Omega Luke's another great example where they're like, make content outside of streams. And you'll see the stream numbers go up. And I didn't, not that I didn't believe it. I just thought, oh, God, I don't have to do that. Like, this isn't what I'm doing it for. I'm just doing it to have fun, as I said, to start with, like, interact with those people. And I started making the TikToks. And as you say, yeah, it went, like, it really boomed. Like, I went from maybe 25 average viewers at the start of FM23. And then I started uploading the TikToks. And we, we, hit, we hit partner by January, I think. So you've got mm -hmm. to an average 75 for basically two months or so at least. And mm -hmm. it was like hitting partner was something that was so always so far in the distance, not something, always something I wanted to do, but something that mm. I didn't really aim for. It was never a possibility really. And it just happened. And I was like, how has, how has this happened? And I mean, even today, I'd say the majority of my followers join and then type in the chat their first messages. Oh, I've seen you on TikTok. And it's like, oh yeah, cool. Thanks. Well, welcome in. So it's, yeah, it's, it's massive. And that's, that would be my biggest tip at TikTok, especially because of how poor discoverability is on Twitch. If you're genuinely doing this to look to grow, you need to make content outside. And the easiest way in because discoverability is off the chain is TikTok because there's always another video in front of your face straight away. You swipe and you're there. Probably pretty bad for like mentally and how it traps people and stuff like that. So that's a different side of it. It's probably not a very healthy platform. But if you're looking to grow on Twitch, selfishly, it's brilliant. I have a number of people that I um, either live with, <coughs> the wife, or uh, other people that just go down a rabbit hole of Twitter, yeah. uh, TikTok. It's never a platform that I've particularly investigated for just, I prefer slightly longer content, I guess, for myself. Um, but the yeah, the amount of stuff you just turn around and say, what are you watching? She goes, I've no idea, but I'm about 70 videos in. Yeah. And this is some random weird thing, but it's kind of interesting, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is it. It's it's brilliant. Like again, that people in in my household also, um, my wife, uh, very very interested, in it. and my kids as well. They they love it because it's it's the attention span thing. Like you know, it's like right here's a fifteen second video, or here's a ten second video. Right here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. Here's another one. And it's 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 incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And you know, because I'm I'm of a generation, my initial response to it was like, oh, I'm not learning about another social media app. How dare you? Whereas now I'm like, oh it's probably the kind of thing that probably needs to start paying a little bit more attention to because it is now one of the biggest social media platforms in the world. And, you know, I'm, I'm very slow, basically, that I'm slowly becoming my dad. I think that's the problem. <laughs> I'm just refu refusing to believe it. The point, can, I, 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 do sorry. Joke, I do jokes on stage about it. It's uh, I, I come across like a really, really miserable old man, which is weird considering I'm 24. There's, there's something I wanted to clarify here with Josh was, um, so you said earlier about... Um, 
YouTube and the difference between YouTube and streaming as to why you would prefer to be a streamer over a YouTuber if you had to pick one, but then TikTok becomes an, another thing in the mix of what would I prefer to do. So the, the one thing that I'd like to understand a little bit, because I've done YouTube and I've done streaming at different points, and I relate to the thought of the immediate thing of being a streamer is the key for me. Uh, over the fact you put something on the internet and somebody might find it at some point. Do you have any sense of who your community is or your viewership is on TikTok? Or is it kind of even more so just numbers compared to even what YouTube is and then over streaming being the one way you can identify everything, if that makes sense? How does that work? Um, it's a good point, to be fair. I suppose I don't really. It's just... It is just numbers. I mean, like you always get your, your analytics and, and stuff like that. But I think what the reason why it intrigues me a little bit more than than a YouTube and a Twitch is because like that the, the build of the platform is so different where the barrier to entry of creation is so low compared to like especially YouTube now and, and Twitch to a certain extent where you've got people spending millions of pounds on YouTube videos, like the top people we're talking about, they're spending mm -hmm. so much money to capture your attention and this is it, this is where we are. And they always say, like your thumbnail and your title is more, um, sometimes more important than your than your content because people have got to get into the video and start watching it. Whereas you don't have that on TikTok. You've mm -hmm. got to make that impression from the minute they swipe down and they know that if they don't connect with your video within that first half a second, say like it generally could be that short, but they've got another one below waiting for them. And if they don't connect that one, they go again, they go again, they go again. So I, I find that that almost capturing someone's attention and you're like, oh, what's this? I find that part of it fascinating because mm -hmm. the next video is so easily accessible and you haven't got long to get keep them in there. And especially now, TikTok itself as a platform is trying to push people to make minute longer than one minute videos. So mm -hmm. to, to get someone in and then continue watching for a minute on a platform where it's famous for the most viral video being 11 seconds long is 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 such a, almost a challenge i guess i can't like of thinking right if i can make you watch a minute and, a minute and 10 seconds here something worked uh, it's worked mm -hmm. out so i think that's why i like and i also stream on, on tiktok as well so i guess that's kind of <laughs> cheating in a way to say that i take it instead of twitch because i still stream on there as well so I feel like that was very geeky, by the way. So apologies, people, if no, don't want to hear no, that this, much this about is, how it works. We, we <laughs> like this, this. This is what we're here for. This is what we're here for. Let it all out, man. Let it all out. You're among friends. It's okay. It's okay to nerd out over these kind of things. I mean, it that 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 again. That's really interesting to me because I again because I'm so removed isn't necessarily the right word, but because I'm just not as up to date with TikTok as a platform as I should be. I didn't. I didn't know there was the the, the option of the longer the longer videos. I thought you know, the fact that it's short form. Like I thought that that's that's the hook. You know, it's short videos. Bam, 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 bam. Like it's engaging, short form engaging content, and you just carry on, carry on, carry on. I didn't realize that the the longer form videos were an option on there. It ruins one of my bits when I gig because you know I ask people if uh, if they if they use TikTok and they say yes, then you start talking about TV. I'm like, oh, for the people under 30 in the room, TV programs are like long form TikToks. They go on for about half an hour. <laughs> Isn't being old funny? And now it's actually going to be a thing. And I'm furious. <laughs> Absolutely furious. Um in terms of in terms of your YouTube content, and I guess this slightly starts to segue us in into kind of you know other things that you do. If there's one thing that you can say about a Josh Peach YouTube video, 
and again, this just translates into the TikTok content as well, is that your production values are second to none. They are exceptionally good, like to the point where I've spent a bit of my morning this morning watching the um, uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid in the Premier League. The quality of production in that video and the values are sensational. And the only real comparison that you have in my mind, not even the fact that it's based around FM content, is when you watch significantly bigger YouTube creators or YouTube content creators who hire professional editors to make the content for them. They're like, right, here's the idea. I'm going to film it. Here's the raw footage. Please make this look beautiful. And you do that, and it's your idea, and it's your editing, and that that's all you. Like, just just in general, mate, hats off. It's it's absolutely fantastic. Thank I mean, you. I'm, I know in terms of what you do for a living, like I say, this is kind of a bit of a segue into that. Is the YouTube, is there a little element of that where it's like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to flex a new thing that I've learned this week. I'm going to, I'm going to flex some new techniques that I know, and I'm also going to apply it to my YouTube. Do you think the production values that you bring to that are, is that something that you strive through every video? Do you, you know, do you feel like given what you do for a living, you can ever phone it in or is it every video in terms of the production? It has to be the best that it can possibly be. Well, thank you. Firstly, that's very kind. You didn't have to say that. I kind of feel like I'm cheating in a way because, as you say, I am literally a professional editor. So I am the I'm the person who has to sit in front of camera. And then I know when I'm filming it, all right, I'm going to put this cut in here to make this do this and stuff like that. So it's probably cheating in a way, like, um, even though I don't send it to anyone else. Um, I would say that my YouTube videos don't go as far as as what I would do in a in a day to day video for like my 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 actual job. I wouldn't. It never goes that far. But I would definitely say, and I've people have definitely said before, to that I'm a perfectionist and probably too much of a perfectionist. Like I can't just leave something as it is, and yeah, I I can't do a that'll do video because it just get to me so much and i kind of feel like with the people that know i am an editor like people have asked me in the community like how do you do this and stuff like that and like i've helped some people out if i then made a video which was really bad like it would hurt it would hurt my brain and people would just be like well this guy this guy gets paid to do this like what is he doing like, this is this is not good so yeah i mean there's definitely uh it's just it, as i said i love creating videos and creating content which is why i do so much and YouTube's kind of something that I've revisited recently. I think I've only made, since FM24, I've made like one Let's Play series, like eight videos. And then, um, as you said about the experiment, a couple of experiment videos. And I think that's kind of where I want to go. But it's, I'm trying to, I'm trying something at the moment to make videos on YouTube about Football Manager without having Football Manager actually in them. If you know what I mean? That's kind of my my game at the moment with myself. So I did like um, a top 10 teams of who to manage at the start. And you don't see any clip, any any screenshot or anything of Football Manager in that whole video. Yeah, it's about Football Manager. And it's my be- one of my best uh, videos in terms of views since I came back. And the same with the Barcelona Real Madrid one. It has screenshots of Football Manager, but you never see my face in the corner and Football Manager as a full screen throughout the whole video. Because mm-hmm. I always want to make it that you almost you're watching me present to you my experiment rather than you living it with me. I don't know. It may probably wrong. People probably want to see themselves like as it goes through and a nice methodical way of looking at things. Whereas I'm like, bang, 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 bang. Like Lewandowski is, is top goal scorer. Then they signed to Calvert-Lewin and then they went to, they finished eighth and it went wrong. And then Deserby's managing Real Madrid. So it's like, bang, 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 bang. Um, 
So almost making lots of short form videos into one long form because I think short form editing is what I'm best at. So I don't that's, really know I mean, if that made sense. But... That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. I'm, I I will confess that it's the completely the opposite to how my brain works. For anything that I do, I need to sit and be in it for a little while rather than just go bang 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 yeah. next one next one i can't it's just not how my brain works to create stuff so i'm i'm in awe of that i mean um earlier you mentioned that there's some very slightly poor videos out there of young josh peach potentially on the youtube <laughs> that, um, that you created um mm. when you were doing that d I don't know which way round this works in terms of editing or produ uh, producing videos or coming up with ideas. Um, how does that fit together for a young guy to to figure out? And where where did your love of editing and video production stem from? Oof. Uh, so I've I've always I remember like as a kid, you know, I don't know why I remember this, but I literally remember I don't know seven eight imagining like when you're just playing football or whatever i'd imagine it was like match of the day like i'd always think of things as tv shows and stuff like that and just was how i live my life sometimes mm -hmm. just as a kid like with you in your own head i never really thought it didn't really make sense to me that i would end up being in like editing industry if you can call it that or like filming things i didn't really think that would go there but like now i look back it all makes sense like this is mm -hmm. what i've always wanted to do so like the videos I say when I was like 13 was me just talking to a camera about um, like what gaming videos I was going to make and stuff like that. It's, it's horrendous, some of the videos. Um, and then I did like, I went to London on a day out one day and did a vlog. Like it was always something, I think because I've always consumed a lot of YouTube and a lot of YouTubers mm -hmm. that it was, it had an influence on me and thought, oh yeah, like I, I want to do this. Um, and then the actual editing side of it, I started just teaching myself through making those videos. So I would have been 15, 16 ish, teaching myself how to edit always in my spare time, never really thinking it was something that I wanted to do properly. And then it wasn't until it's quite a funny story, actually. I don't feel like people believe it sometimes because it's a pretty horrible thing what my teacher said to me. But I, uh, when I was in sixth form, mm -hmm. I went to a different sixth form. I finished school, went to a different sixth form, um, hated it so much. And part of the reason is because my, I started doing physics, believe it or not. I cannot do physics. Why that was ever a good choice, I don't know. But out of the one, four subjects, the other three were pretty horrendous. But my physics teacher genuinely after the first lesson said to me, Josh, I'm not sure you've got the brain capacity for physics. And I was like, all right, okay, good. Thanks for that. So I carried on for a little bit. I think I did like two weeks or something like that, maybe a bit longer. And he came to me again. He said, like, like you're not getting this. And I was like, yeah, no, I know you're right. I just don't want to give up. Like, I know you're right. Mm. So I went to my head of sixth form and was like, all right, I need to, I need to do something else. I can't do physics anymore. And he was like, yeah, but we've got nothing. He said, the only space we've got is in media. And I was like, yeah, but it's fine. I'll do media then. He's like, no, you're there too far ahead. You won't catch up. And when someone says something like that to me, I mean, like, you've got me. I will catch up here and I will do it. So then I, I, I convinced him to let me into media. I went through media. I got an A in that first year. And that I absolutely loved media from that point onwards. I quit, quit sixth form at the end of the first year, got my A in that, messed up everything else. And then my business teacher said to me on the last day, because everyone was like, who's going to be here next year? Everyone put their hand up and not me. And I was just sat there like, I'm not being the next year. I'm getting out of here. And literally front of the whole class, she said, they always say they leave. They never do. And I left. So I never <laughs> went back. And I uh, started doing a media course like full time. And it snowballed into what I'm doing now. So 
it was the the best thing and the worst thing that my physics teacher could have ever said to me. I love that. In your face, Josh Peach's sixth form. In your face. This is it. <laughs> so I'm I it's the, the I love the mentality. I absolutely love that mentality. I'm, you know, unfortunately, I'm the opposite of you. I had a very, very similar experience when I went when I went to sixth form. And uh, I had some quite harsh words from my head of sixth form about one of the options that I'd made. Um, I wanted to do psychology when I went to sick form because it was a new thing. And I thought, oh, this would be really, really interesting. And then a week before we were scheduled to start, my head of sick form called me in for a meeting with my dad and my stepmom. And he sat me down and they said, so Richard has chosen psychology um, at A-level. Um, how do we put this delicately? We see Richard as more of a case study than a student of psychology. <laughs> okay <laughs> and then my dad and my stepmom just turned around oh, they both looked no. at me and went yeah no i think that's fair <laughs> enough yeah we think that's that we think that's reasonable and i wish in my, i wish i'd been like i'll show you i'm going to be the best psychology student ever and i went okay sorry fair enough now okay i'm really really sorry i'll just do something else and said sorry um and just bottled it completely bottled it uh, but look at me now i've got my own podcast and hat <laughs> and mustache it's but yeah it's just th those moments. It, you know what? It's really, really interesting being able to look and having that defining moment. And that's what, like, you know, that happened. Going to prove everybody wrong. Get into media, smash that, and then go to college, do the bespoke course. I guess my next question is because your job is is quite incredible when you really stop and think about it. Um, so if you don't know what Josh does, Josh, he's, 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 as I say, he works in video production, um, but he does it for a Premier League football club, which is quite incredible. Um, the fact that Josh is here today is because the stars have aligned and the Premier League club that Josh works for aren't playing until tomorrow night. We record this on Sunday mornings. It's this week's Monday night game. I mean, how does that come about? How do you get, get the gig working for Wolverhampton Wanderers? Like, Where does that, you know, because... Connect the dots for us from college, smash that, learn all about media production, like your skill set becomes quite frankly incredible. How do you get from there to working for professional football clubs? Like that must be Yeah. It is crazy. I do really, really love my job. It is it is good fun. Mm. Um and as you say, it's literally combined my two passions of video creating mm. and football. And I think when I was at college, that was one thing that if I could do, I wanted to try and do was combine those two passions. And uh, I started volunteering back to Kingsland Towns. The, the circle comes back around to them. I started volunteering doing their highlights and their filming their games and filming their post-match interviews when I was 16. I bought the camera, the same camera that I still use now, actually. This is the camera that I um, bought to kind of start to, uh, to broaden my skills and kind of try and get into the industry that way. Um, and I used to get driven around to all the games across the country. Um, and spend my whole weekend then editing them all together. I even, and if you can, if you can, I don't want you to find these, but if you can find these, there are some awful Josh Peach commentaries on highlights recorded uh, when I was about 17, 16, 17, which are pretty horrendous. But uh, yeah, they exist. So that's where it started in terms of the football side. And then when I was doing that, and also at college, there was a, a an apprenticeship job come up at my team, Norwich City, and they were they wanted a, a video apprentice basically to shadow the team and and who knows where where it could go from there. So I was like, yeah, this is the one. And I remember I went to uh, weird segue this, but we're going with it. <laughs> I went to uh, watch Britain's Got Talent's live semi finals with uh, with my girlfriend Emily, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it was at that time when I was just on my phone trying to, uh, I don't know whether I was looking at jobs or whatever, but this is, that's where I stumbled across it, like on uh, Indeed, if you must know. No, no, no. Uh, paid promotion but you can sponsor the podcast it's a good podcast um uh and it was on there when i was like i found it and i was like oh, that's pretty cool and i literally sat there wasn't too interested in the actual show and i sat there and i applied for it on my phone like i tried everything i sat there for the for the i don't know two and a half hours however long the show was and just read it all and read it again and again and again and again and just made sure like this is this is the one i'll do it now on my phone because i don't really care what's going on and i sent it and i thought ah, that's it that's fine i didn't really think i had the qualifications for it because as i said i, I quit a levels after a year i got an as level and then i did half at this point i've done one year of my college course so i hadn't actually finished anything like there's no there's no evidence that this is that i can do this and that i want to do this um anyway i got the interview and i went to the interview and again i was like oh we'll, we'll come and see what happens we'll, we might get it uh and then literally the day after the interview they rang me and i was i, I did i volunteered like teaching kids how to play football and they rang me during one of the sessions and i was like oh yeah you, you've got it we want you to to start at the season uh, start for the for the season and I was like, oh my days. Like, it was it was unbelievable. I was like, it, we've done it. We've done it. I was getting paid a tiny little apprentice wage, but I was in. I was into a football club. I was making videos. This is this is what I want to do. And I started four days before the 18-19 championship season. Went to Birmingham away on the Saturday for the first game and did every four, all 46 games for that season um, in a video team of two and learned so much it was it was mad did an awful 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 initiation song in front of the squad and it's genuinely my worst memory of my entire life it was awful i got heckled and everything um and yeah from there i did a, i did three and a half seasons at norwich championship two championship winning ti- two championship winning title seasons two in the premier league um and ended up at wolves they were looking for someone new and i was like oh probably need to to go somewhere else and and see something else and and learn more basically and and wolves are a very uh modern club in the way that they look at content creation and just areas outside of football like there's a fashion brand a record label um we've got wolf studios as an arm of our video team where we make documentaries so that w- was what i saw as as a a, a big step up but also can take me to to new levels of, of what I can learn. So I really obviously love my time at Norwich and they're my club and who knows what happens in the future. But right now Wolves is is great and I'm learning so much. I learned so much at Norwich and I kind of thought in a way that I, there wasn't that much more to learn, like really naively of me. And I've been at Wolves a year and a half now and I am so much of a better video producer than I was when I started back then. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Amazing. Um, right. The first and most important question here, what was the induction song? I need to know. Oh, it's, it's really bad. And I actually said, I was going to tell this on stream. I didn't expect to be telling this today. I'll be honest, (laughs) (laughs) but I will, uh, I will tell you the story. It's quite a long one. It's quite a long one. uh... So, this is another therapy section of Football Manager Therapy. Don't worry, buddy. You're among friends. I've already told you that I like, like long form content. So, yeah. Story away, it's fine. I'm sitting comfortably. You may begin. Okay, right. Well, it was Cardiff away. I'll set the scene. Cardiff away, Carabao Cup first or second round, I think. First Carabao Cup game I'd worked anyway. Um, and early September, so I started in the August. 18-year-old naive video producer apprentice Josh Peach was uh went to got to fly with the team for the first time to this game. So I was like, wow, like this is mad, like. I didn't expect this to be part of the job when I when I started. Flew to Cardiff, 
as we were walking up the steps, like everyone getting their stuff off the bus and that, walking up the steps, and and my friend who was the journalist at the time turned to the, the new ana- new analyst and said, "Oh mate, you've got to sing tonight. Like, what are you singing?" And I, it was a bit in my head going, "Right, have I got to sing it? I haven't I haven't planned for this. Like, I've always heard about initiation songs and stuff like that, but I was like, surely not me. This isn't this isn't going to be me anyway." And they were laughing about it, blah blah, blah and I was like, "Nah, it's not me. It'll be fine." You go, we went up the stairs to the hotel, went straight in for food. So everyone eats together, like in a in a big hall, like everyone ready. And uh, I was on the table with this analyst and they were talking about what he was going to sing. And he just suddenly turns at me and goes, oh, you're going to sing as well, mate. And I was like, my literally my heart dropped. I was like, oh, no, this is this is really bad. So then I was quickly trying to Google songs on my phone. I was like, Wonderwall, that's where we'll go. We'll go Wonderwall. I can't, I can't go wrong with Wonderwall. Googling it, trying to find the lyrics. Like my hand's shaking. It was so bad. And um, the guys next to me were like, no, you can't have phones out of the table. Like, the manager will flip. Like, if he sees you, like, it's the same with players. You can't have phones. Don't do that. So I was like, okay, yeah, okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Anyway, I finished food. Loads of people had to sing, actually. So it wasn't that part. I was like, okay, this, is, this isn't too bad. This will be fine. But for some reason, I thought, if I just sit quietly, no one will know I'm here. So... <laughs> People were singing, they were going up, they were singing, they, it was fine. And like, some of them got quite good reception, some of them not, whatever. In the end, everyone just stopped. And then we thought, I was like, okay, I've got away with this. We're fine, we're fine. And Daniel Farker, in fact, the manager of Norwich City at the time, turned to my friend, the journalist, and said, you now? And he said, oh, no, 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 I've, I've sang, it's not me. He goes, no, no, the guy next to you. I was like, oh no, oh no, it's me, it's me. And I, I walked up there, and as I walked up there, my mate stitched me up instead of my ear as I walked past. Make sure you introduce yourself because they don't know who you are. I was like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll say who I am. It's fine, I'll do that. And I got to the front, and I was like, hi guys, I'm uh, I'm Josh. I'm the new video uh, apprentice. Didn't know I was going to have to sing today, but here we are. And one of the players goes, just sing. I was like, oh no. I was like, okay, yep, yep, okay, I'll sing, I'll sing. Started, started Wonderwall. They were like, we've just had that from someone else. You can't repeat songs. <laughs> I was like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, this is awful. What do I do now? And I don't, I can't remember what song it was, but I just like, well, the one song that came to my, into my head was a rap. And I started to try and rap, but obviously, obviously it was a bad idea. <laughs> It was so bad. And I, I don't know, I got maybe 20 seconds into this and it just got faster and faster and faster. And I was like, oh my God, this is all. I just went, that'll do, won't it, lads? And I walked off and the whole place just burst out laughing. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. Uh, so yeah, there is, it was, it was bad. Yeah. That, that's amazing. Um, tip, tip for anybody doing that next time just ask in the room if anybody's got a birthday and sing happy birthday to them it's far simpler mm-hmm. that's a good idea maybe I'll do that next time <laughs> yeah exactly exactly or um, tequila you know did it just say tequila walk off done <laughs> yeah word perfect yeah that, this, these, these are the, follow us for more tricks and tips when you're doing a football club initiation because we've never done one but Kevin we, we, Kev and I know how it works we, we know darling we know the industry Indeed. it's oh, that's that's quite <laughs> that's sensational amazing. was it was it worse because Norwich are your team do you think it would have bothered you as much if that had just been Queen's Park Rangers or, you know, I think uh, so. I think it still would have done. Um, mm-hmm. I think just because I don't, I don't know really. I, I think I was going to say, I think because I didn't know about it probably made it worse, but I don't know if it did. I don't know if I had time to think about it, whether I would just manifested it into something 
even worse than it was. But um, it was, yeah, it was just horrendous. Like, I think, as I said, like I'd only been there a month and there was so, I didn't, I was just so excited to be there still and be, like, I've flown with the team to a game. This is mad. Like, what is going on? And then that happened and I was like, oh my God, I've made an idiot of myself in front of all of these people who I really idolise. It's kind of, as you say, like, oh, awful. So with uh, regards to the Wolves job that you're currently doing, your video production with them, um, we're, we're, we're lucky to have you on today, as we said, because your uh, Wolves team are going to be playing Monday night. So what does a typical match day look like for you then in terms of what your role with uh, within that day is and, and what that actually means to you and, and what that um, means for the rest of your working week? How does that all fit together? In our video team, there are six of us all together. So there's... Um, a few video producers, uh, an assistant video manager, uh, motion graphics, video manager, stuff like that, and a presenter as well. So there's quite a few of us in our team. Uh, a match day is kind of split into different roles. So you have someone who will do the highlight shift, who will just uh, watch the game, log the game of all the chances and all the stuff that happens. Also log things for social videos. So if someone does a roulette or makes someone, you note that down to make a TikTok out of later down the line. Um, and then we'll edit the highlights. And then you have someone who operates a camera uh, behind the goal, behind the attacking goal. So we always make kind of alternative angle videos, would you say, of, of videos. So someone will be cam up in the whole day and, and um, providing videos for social media that day. So when the players arrive, when they warm up, stuff like that. Um, and then you have like an editor as well who kind of mucks in, edits some of the camera up, camera up um, footage. We'll also edit a post-match and we'll also start editing the clips that were logged in the highlights to go out later in the week. So a lot of the work happens after the game is finished. Um, but the cam off, of, of course, as well is, is working throughout the day. So mm -hmm. from that, then during the week, it kind of depends on what happens in the game, how, how, how good the result is, who it's against and stuff like that. And then that kind of forms how much content you make out of that game going forward. Mm -hmm. um, and where, where does most of that end up? Is it on a, a Wolverhampton Wanderers YouTube channel or does it go to other outlets? What, what's the thought there? Uh, we make videos for YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Um, and then we also have uh, Wolves TV on the website. So mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the longer form stuff sits on there as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, just all social medias and, and also Wolves TV. Yeah. That's amazing. That's fantastic. <laughs> So in terms of, I say, you, you, you do alternative goal angles, you'll do like the skill highlights when bits and pieces like that happen during the game. Um, is there, do you ever try and like pick up on kind of, you know, external narrative, like things that might be happening kind of, you know, in terms of news stories about the club? Um, so the one that springs to mind for me for Wolves for this season, and again, this is because in, t in the context of our FMT network game, for example, it kind of all comes, it goes, everything goes full circle around here. So Jeb is managing Wolves in our FMT network game. Um, wasn't overly enamored with Huang He Chan at the start of uh, our experience at the club. And then you had the start of this season, there's the the infamous Pep Guardiola press conference where he refers to Huang He Chan as, was it the other Korean guy? I think just, it was just the Korean guy. Yeah. The Korean guy. Yeah. Can't remember his name. And then from like, if, if that was me in that situation, I'm like, right. 
everything Huang He Chan does today. Every every pass, every assist, every shot on target. Like right, he is going to be the focal point of what we're doing at the moment. Because after that comment, he's hit, he's hit a purple patch. He's he's been absolutely flying recently in terms of his his performances and his goal contributions. Is those are those the kind of things that, that happens? And it, it's almost like that. You go back to it's the YouTube you know the youtube video or the twitch moment like right that is going yeah. on the tiktok that happens like right this is what we're going to be this is what we're doing for the next couple of days 100 percent. so he said that mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me he said that on the thursday pep guardiola and it went massive mm -hmm. well it didn't actually go that big initially um but the the press conference was was the thursday and i remember i uh i think sky sports might have tweeted it out or something I copied the link and I put it in our in our WhatsApp group. Said, "There's a TikTok in this if he chan scores at the weekend," and he scored the winner. And I remember sitting in the press box and I spammed in the group chat, "There's the TikTok, there it is." And then I was editing that day, so I went straight as soon as as soon as I could, and we finished everything else. I went straight into the into the edit suite and then edited together the TikTok, which smashed views on that night. So I went out that night at 10 p.m. because that's when the um, like uh, embargo is lifted for for footage. It went out that day and yeah it, it went massive millions of views and i kind of think i don't know whether people realize that the the korean guy comment before the game whether it kind of appeared afterwards after he'd scored that goal and things like that but yeah he chan is on fire at the minute this is it because because we now feel like we have a vested interest in huang he chan's season because just because it was because it was the meme it was it was one of the early things that happened in the network save that we all just picked up on like any kind of you know any kind of negotiation when jeb was trying to sign players either from us or just from the ai huang he chan was always involved in some capacity so it's always there like whenever he <laughs> when he was scoring tail end of like anything he did tail end of last season straight in our group chat like, oh, Huang He Chan goal today, and then this season because it's because it the name got mentioned in the press conferences, we were straight on it like oh the Korean guy, and then it just from there it's been every single week just every assist every every goal every just anything that he does, we are so invested in his season. I hope I hope it just carries on. I hope it carries on until May. I hope it's a Ballon d'Or worthy season from him because it's just going to make us really happy. So do I. Also <laughs> make Jeb look a bit silly. It's grand. <laughs> it's absolutely grand. Um I guess that before we move on to to a couple of more FME bits, I suppose. I think the last thing I would say to you is, you know, you've you've now you've worked for your club. You've worked for Norwich. Now working for Wolves, you know, consistently, you know, you're working for Wolves, like an established Premier League team at this point. I suppose in terms of your career, what, what do you, do you have longer term ambitions? Are you just happy to be now part of a, you know, a well-established Premier League team? As you say, you're working under Norwich with a two-man, you know, two-man team. You're now part of a team of six. Have you got, you know, in the long run, hey, maybe, maybe a European club come knocking? maybe a Champions League club come knocking or at the moment you're just like, you know what? I'm just really, really enjoying what it is I get to do. It's literally that. I'm just enjoying it. Like I wouldn't have, when I was doing the Kings Lynn highlights, I wouldn't have ex expected to be at Norwich. When I was at Norwich, I wouldn't have expected to move on to Wolves. So I'm just going with the flow, really appreciate what I do and feel very lucky to be able to do it. Um, and who knows, who knows what happens eh? exactly is a good way of looking at things i tell you what let's meet in the middle wolves if you're watching or listening to this just qualify for europe this year get josh on <laughs> holiday that's that's that there you go it just means best of both worlds there the absolute best of both worlds i mean i'm i'm genuinely i love to see nice people succeed 
it's 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 one of the things that makes me very very happy and it's again it's just it's just lovely that it's happening to you and i'm Oh, you're too kind, me. man. Thank you. I am. I am. Oh, trust me. Once we once we stop recording this, I'm just going to be horrible. Going to be horrible. Ah, oh, what, what what absolute scum. Bounce out at least, Josh. right? Stink. Oh, stinky Josh Peach. How dare he? <laughs> all right. All right. Let's do some absolute balance then, shall we? Let's let's balance. Let's balance this because I think I think we've been too kind. We've we've talked briefly about you know yours and Kev's difficult relationship with FM23. Obviously, we are now uh, we're, we're into the FM24 game cycle. The game, you know, we've, had, we've done the early access. Game is officially out now. In terms of, you know, move it back to the content creation side of things and the FM side of things. How are you finding FM24 so far? How is that going for you? I, I think what I say and what people watching my stream would say would be very different. So I really enjoy the game. However... Getting sacked after being uh, third after 25 games with Kings Lynn and then finishing three points off getting relegated is is quite impressive, if nothing else. Um, and I think during some of those streams of the latter half of the season, it would look like I wasn't enjoying it. Uh, but I, I do. I, th- I actually do think it's a really, really, really good game. Um, and we mentioned a little bit before we started recording that we don't really get time to play the game for fun as much anymore. And mm-hmm. we said how barely ever at all in FM23. I have actually for this FM, I always say on stream, I only get time to play FM when I stream, which is kind of true. But I also have have on days off had times where I've played the game just for fun. And that hasn't happened for a very long time. I, I really, really enjoy it. That's amazing. I, I kind of feel a lot of the same things, if I'm honest. Myself and 23 were never the best of friends, and, and 24 and I are getting on famously, even though results don't always go my way. It's not about results. It's about the enjoyment and the feel of the game. So what what tangibly has changed that you uh, really appreciate about 24 then? What are the key bits within it that you look in now and think, that's why it's better for me? I think positional play is so, so, so good. I didn't really realize how I didn't function with it beforehand. I love the fact that I have my target forward that ends up in left back at some points because my left back's decided, you know what, I fancy a goal and just and just heads up there. I love the fact that you can, it feels like when you build a tactic and when you make changes in game, you kind of see those have an effect on the game a lot more than you would do in 23. I kind of feel like sometimes in 23, you'd, you'd click the buttons because you know that's what should happen. That's what should work. And everyone does those buttons. But like, whereas this time, I feel like, actually, no, I know this player in this system, this left back better. Like if I pushed him up a little bit more, or I don't know, the inverted wing back role, for example, Wampus, I did a Manchester United beta save. Wampasaka as an inverted fullback, sorry is so so effective mm. and it's just like you 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 make that change you change him from a fullback to an inverted fullback and you see it all shift across and you see someone step into midfield and it just works it's like that's just the main thing really it just works like you're making changes and it's actually changing the outcome of the game whereas i think before you, you could make so many changes and it just carry on like the momentum wouldn't swing the other way you just carry on losing six nil not that, that happened very often obviously but uh yeah so uh, positional play is massive and of course everyone knows set plays or set pieces are just a different level this year so mm. I, I didn't actually listen to the podcast actually it was the first time i realized you can make more than one corner tactic didn't know that was a thing <laughs> so thank you for that guys appreciate you're that. welcome <laughs> anytime it, mate anytime. Uh, the one basaka thing is interesting i'm a united fan so i i'm kind of connected to this particular group of players and i've played them a fair bit over the years on football manager not currently but over the years 
And the Wambasaka thing is immediately, I thought, inverted fullback. Yeah, Wambasaka is going to be yeah. amazing at that because defensively in game, he is so good. 20 tackling. Yeah, about? it's it's insane, isn't it? I'm, uh, when I watch him IRL, I actually feel like in one-to-ones, he's incredibly hard to get past. Um, but there's just some other aspects of his game that don't quite work out as well to make mm-hmm. a complete fullback in a lot of senses. But in that inverted role where you just sit him there and then just bring him in and just be that brick wall, I can see that really working. So I think weirdly, it might be someone like Wan-Bissaka might be a big thing for PvP this year in yeah. terms of building up players and teamworks and other bits and pieces. That might really work for you. So I get that totally. But that's really cool. And the, I mean, the set piece thing is madness, isn't it? It's amazing what they did to reshape that and, and uh, instill new stuff. And over the last week or so, I've really discovered actually trialing out other things other than a near post corner is really yeah. beneficial to you. There's a lot that works. Short corners, I'm getting some joy out of this time around, which is really kind of fun to do. Um, so, yeah, I get all of that. It's it's an incredible thing that they've done this time around. It really is. It really is. Uh, is there Has there ever been the temptation? Because, say, you, you, you play a lot of FM and, you know, you, you, you're you aware. When you, when you start to, as soon as you start talking about things like positional play, you're like, right, okay, this guy gets it. This guy, Josh, know, Josh knows ball. Have there ever been circumstances where, like, look, you're spending a lot of time around the Premier League squad, and oh, maybe an accidental scrap of paper might get left by, uh, <laughs> by maybe, but maybe next to one of the coaches, it's like, oh, oh, what's what's this? This is a new short corner routine. Oh, I've got, I don't know where I found this, but maybe this would be of interest to you, or do you just like, no, I'm just going to leave well alone. No, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly, just, exactly. I can leave them to it. It's okay. <laughs> um, they know what they're up to. I, I feel like football manager definitely. Um, makes it a lot more fascinating watching a Premier League football team train. Like, it's fascinating anyway, but when you're like, oh, actually, maybe I should be trying that out. Maybe I need to make sure that happens. So when I'm there filming training, and like there are bits, obviously, you, you can't put out because tactical stuff stays within the within the club. You don't want to give any anybody else any more help. Um, so when you're watching it and you don't actually have to film, you're like, wow, actually, that's, that's really, that's a very good idea. Why didn't I do that? So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's as far as it goes. I wouldn't ever suggest anything. I don't know anything <laughs> about football compared to Premier League coaches. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? Because I'm sure everyone's seen the uh, story recently, the Bromley story, where they are now looking for a IRL tactician based around players' football manager ability. You see, I look at that and there's just a part of me thinks, well, that, that's wonderful. Like Again, it's it, getting the chance to you know, be involved in non-league setup because you never know where it leads. Josh Peach being the prime example of that. But also there's part of me that thinks, hey, I've won Champions Leagues, mate. The Bromley, Bromley are beneath me. Get <laughs> get me in at West Ham. I've, I've, honestly, I've got ideas, lads. I've got ideas. I'm a tactical mastermind, strikerless, strikerless. I've been following Guido's blogs for ages. We're going strikerless at West Ham. No, no, pipe down, boys. You don't know what you're talking about. I've, I've got this. I've absolutely got this. Get pumped 15 nil, and then I just leave it. Oh, oh my God. The, the dream, the absolute dream. Now, I, th- I think it's, um, no, it's, as I say, it's a bit tongue in cheek, really, isn't it? We appreciate you'd never really make those suggestions. But <laughs> as I say, flip side of that coin, flip side of that coin, like I say, you're watching a Premier League team train, you're watching them set up. And again, if that's me, I've, I've always been bad at the, you know, the training side of things in football managing. And it's not, it's not like we covered it extensively last year and I <laughs> never really did anything with it. But like, if you're watching a Premier League team train on a regular basis, that's one of the aspects of the game that I don't put enough effort into 
And if you ever wanted a blueprint for how to do it, you've literally got it in front of you. That must be, that's, that's a really, really, uh, that's a very, very lucky position to be in. I suppose quite it really is although it doesn't stop me from never looking at training in fm uh, ever (laughs) so uh, yeah i say how much oh yeah it's really interesting to see that maybe i should do that never look at training ever i would say i'm a very casual fm player i don't reckon there's there's many things that i uh many tabs that i visit that are (laughs) that 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 are past the essentials should we say so uh yeah probably should look at that a bit more do, do you God. have a competitive side, Josh, in terms of just anything, but in football manager and other things? I mean, one of my issues sitting on stream is I just don't like losing because it makes oh, yeah. you look a little bit incompetent, even though I really like losing because it brings a lot of interaction in my chat and uh, all that kind of stuff. But are you competitive with yourself, with other people? Where where does that sit for you? Yeah, you've hit the nail on the head there. Like, I, I, I say I kind of make it a part of of the streams that I'm not very good at the game. However. Behind the curtain, I like to think I'm all right. I'm not. I'm not awful. But then, when you do go from third to like just scraping survival, it it paints the picture that you are genuinely terrible. <laughs> and it was it was possibly the streams towards the end of last week were one of the more painfuls one on the more painful side, should I say? Because even even I didn't know. Like sometimes. I, I find myself not concentrating enough and I'm speaking to chat and then I've conceded a stupid goal. But it's okay, I've got enough time. I can tweak things around and we can get back in the game. Whereas things were just happening. People were just scoring goals from everywhere and I didn't know what to do. Like, it's okay. I kind of don't mind it if I'm losing and I'm like, well, yeah, you've been an idiot there, mate. You should have, I don't know, you've left your goalkeeper at right back. So there are times, as you say, where I am... And I do win a few trophies on stream, so I'm not completely hopeless. But yeah, I haven't actually had the opportunity to play PvP, but I think that would bring out a different side to me where I have to win. <laughs> so we'll see. Like the P- PvP is just a different beast, though, isn't it? It's it's a really, really difficult thing. You know, I mean, we're sat here with the reigning and defending football manager world heavy, heavyweight champion, Kev Lesnar. He's here. It is um, what it is. What can I say? It is It is where it is. And what a title reign it's been. Um <laughs> I've never been particularly good at PvP either, if I'm honest. Yeah, I, I want to be good. I want to win. You know, there was a very early into my PvP career. I was like, oh, I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to be meeting new people and having a nice time and getting to chat with people I've never got to chat with before. This is great. The social aspect of this, lovely. But then you do a couple of drafts and then you're like, oh, actually, it's probably time I started putting a bit of actual effort into this though, isn't it? And it's, you know, I'm... I've, I've always been in a position where I don't think I've ever been involved in a draft competition and I've been the favorite to win it because I'm not very good at drafting, shockingly enough. Weird, isn't it? But then there's part of you thinks, but, you know, I reckon if I give it enough, I reckon I could maybe come away from this competition with something. And it is a little bit tricky going back and forth and, you know, not, you know, starting to pick up wins and start to build a bit, bit, bit of momentum in that sense. I find it, you know, I'm getting to the point now where, the social side is kind of second to the maybe potentially trying to do a little bit of winning. However, I'm fully aware that I'm not necessarily good enough to do winning. So what I like to do is I like to sit on panels instead. And I like to sit in judgment of other people's ability when I lack my own. It's really, really nice. I mean, we were talking before we went, before we started recording, you've, you've sat on two different showdown panels at, at, uh, in, in previous iterations. I mean, what's that like as an experience? Because that must be quite something. Yeah, very, very, very fun. I really enjoyed both. I think I think it was twice I was on the showdown panel. I can't really remember. It's so long ago now. But um, 
yeah really really fun i mean the the showdown uh, there are so many good draft competitions now like so many and the the level of production is always rising for for them all but the showdown kind of burst onto the scene and it was the one wasn't it? it was it was it was massive so to be part of that was very special and had a great time yeah i mean i don't know I, I never i've never actually competed in any pvp tournament mainly because normally timings don't work out if it's around weekends and and stuff like that but it's always something i'd like to do and then i'm intrigued about but uh yeah the paneling is something that i also also really enjoy i mean it's it's kind of talking football isn't it so i mean we all enjoy it yeah hard agree i mean kev you are the expert panelist as well as being the world <laughs> of raining what can't you do I, I am a panelist i think that's about what i'll say but okay he's, he's a triple threat is what he is josh he's a triple threat <laughs> terrifies me he can sing he can dance he can beat people up for money the industry club works and by the way is is crime um he's brilliant at that absolutely wonderful but no kev i mean you do you get more joy from sitting on the panels is is that kind of your remit or are you it's far less stressful <laughs> it's far less stressful. I've got a draft for those uh, looking in on us on a Monday or Tuesday Tuesday this week, whenever this drops for you. I, uh, we're sitting Sunday uh, morning and I've got a, a draft this evening. It's going to be far more stressful to go live on my own stream this evening and play a PvP uh, competition than it is to sit on the, I don't know, FM playoffs panel for four hours and just let Tony Jameson guide you through a process and just spout off a load of randomness every so often. That's a lot of fun. That's so much fun. Um, and it's a great uh, camaraderie thing to be able to do what we often do as a solo activity for other people to enjoy in lots of ways. But to be part of a group and a team to put these things on is amazing. So, yeah, it's uh, panels every day of the week are my, what my bag would be. But I love to compete as well. I have that competitive streak. I want to be good. I can't say that I'm always consistently good. I kind of blow hot and cold a little bit. But the enjoyable, you know, thing of meeting up with like-minded people and having a go is is something I really, really enjoy. Um, so, you know, long may the PvP scene continue to grow. Um, but yeah, panels every day of the week, they're so much fun. Yes, hard agree. Hard agree. Like I say, it, it's that it's that thing, isn't it? It's like you being on the panels to me, it feels like you're sat on the sofa like watching like the world cup or something and you'll see somebody like miss a penalty in a world cup semi-final and i'm sat there i've had like three bags of crisps and i've had like three beers i'm sat like fuck i scored that that was easy just do better and like no you couldn't Rich. no you couldn't you'd be tired just running up to take the penalty let alone doing it under pressure but that's what i feel like when i'm on the panels i'm like yeah you know you'd expect you'd expect limo to be doing really well in this competition always let himself down a bit today it's like no he hasn't limo's way better at this than you you can't say that about him but i've been brought into an environment where actually i can because somebody's given me a microphone and asked for my opinion and it's a terrible one but my goodness it's mine poor but, uh, limo PvP... what's he done to you rich i, I feel nothing like... i love him limo, I absolutely if you need limo. a chat mate come and talk to me limo i'm like <laughs> i'm sorry yours is the name that came to mind because he's the busiest pvp man in the world limo that's the only reason i've used to as an example there limo i'm really really sorry i really really like you um well i will say this to you josh i will say this very every now and then we sporadically run our, our the, the, some might say the pinnacle of a football manager draft some thing might. we do after some might um none of us and probably nobody else but yeah, maybe somebody had a nice time once we run our fmt versus the community draft nights sporadically but if you're ever available mate the invite is always there and it's a good place to come and just 
hang out with the boys and play Thank some you very much. and laugh at us when we all when we all do really badly. I say that I've won one of them, so I've won How my own draft. Happen? Still don't know, but well, you know, I know I've, I've break I've broken the golden rule of draft competitions. You don't win your own. You never win your own draft. It's just bad form. Bad form. Bad to win something. Had to win something. No, the invite is always there for you, pal. Thank you very um, much. Right then, fellas, just before we start to wrap things up with today's record, which has been an absolute treat, by the way. Um, Absolutely. Because they always are, but today extra specially. So, uh, Josh, what we like to do uh, to finish our records when we have a guest on the podcast is we like to open up the floor to you and ask, do you have any questions for us that you would like to ask? Ooh, I mean, that's dangerous. I could say anything now. You, you Please do. <laughs> Please do, mate. Please do. It would be good for ratings if you do. So, you know, go for it. <laughs> No, I, uh, I I thought about a question, um, mm -hmm. and it's an interesting one. I don't know how it will go down. Right, question. Mm -hmm. If your walls of your streaming room could talk, mm -hmm. what is the first thing they would say about either your stream or your FM ability or something like that? What would they say? Oh, that's a very good question. Thank I you. rate that very highly. <laughs> I like that a lot, mate. Um, wow. I suppose mine would probably have to do, um, it would be a combination of talking and noises. It would probably be a lot of like, click like, Rich, 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 you're streaming. You're streaming. Rich, come on, come on, come on come back on the, back of the, get. hop off the bus to Tangent Town, Rich, because that's probably my, my biggest weakness is that I will just go off on one and forget what I was originally talking about, forget what I was doing before I started talking about it. Like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm awful, absolutely awful for playing FM, conceding goals, because I've just stopped concentrating on what's happening around me. I've stopped, you know, I'm talking to chat. I'm, I'm, you know, somebody's mentioned something and I was like, right, I immediately have to start looking this up. I think the other week it was Biker Mice from Mars. Jeb started talking about the <laughs> 90s cartoon. I was like, right, can't remember the name. What were the names? It was Mondo Throttle. What was the other one called? Vinny. Yes, Vinny. Oh, I've conceded a goal. That's disappointing. And that's that's my streaming experience in a nutshell. So I think it would, more than anything else, it would just be the walls of my room trying to, you know, get my attention back on task, which I am not the best person in the world at staying on, if I'm brutally honest with you. And surely not. Being bad at the game. I know, weird, isn't it, Kev? <laughs> weird. No, Richard, no. no. Surely. No, Richard, no. <laughs> Um, so for me, there's, it's twofold. One as a YouTuber and one's a streamer because I don't do YouTube anymore, but I did it for like three and a bit years a while ago. And I think when I was doing YouTube, it would probably be something along the lines of um, you are allowed to do more than one take, you know. Because my whole thing was I would literally press record, record my 15 minutes, finish recording, put a top and tail on it and chuck it on the internet and go, yay, good, I put a video out. And I could have done so many different things in different ways. And I just couldn't figure out the way for me to do that. It's why I ultimately gave up YouTube. I don't think I fitted it in the same way that other people do. Um, as a streamer, I'd like to think that actually my walls would basically say to my viewers, you know, when you're not all watching him, he is actually reasonably good at this game. 
um, because I, it, I never, the same. <laughs> it never comes across on, on stream, I don't think, particularly. Okay, last year, being a prime example, I travelled around Europe in my Homeward Bound series last year, won like five European trophies to get around Europe and progress the story. But nobody talks about that for my 23. They talk about the fact that I was sacked in the beta at Valencia, sacked in the network save at Brighton, and sacked at Fiorentina in my uh, Italian part of the save as well. That's what they talk about. But it's not all that I do. So I hope that somehow in the midst of it, my walls would say, you can actually play the game. It's not too bad. And maybe this evening against some other people, I might be able to show it in a draft competition. You never know. But yeah, I'm not sure my viewers are convinced. No, no. If, I think if we, the, the problem that we have is that we've made a rod from our own back. And if we get too good at the game, people will start asking questions. You know, I think while it's while the dynamic of the podcast remains as it is um, with the four of us, you know, which Callum bottled promotion. Was it was it eight playoffs, seven or eight playoffs in a row? Seven, he eight, lost yeah. seven playoffs in a row. He lost last year. Like it's it's just the way that it goes. We can't be too good at this. You know, Tony was the same. Tony only got really good at FM once he, you know, stopped hanging out with me and started hanging out with RDF on a regular basis. So, you know, <laughs> there's there's direct correlation between Tony being good at the game and, and that happening. And let's not pretend for a second that there isn't. Okay. We know, we've noticed. So it just it we, we'd be off brand if we all started being a bit too good at this, wouldn't it? It wouldn't work. And Josh, I'm happy to include you in that little Yeah, group, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no danger of me getting too good, though. I think we're okay with that. Perfect. So, you Perfect. know, if, if you ever get your own podcast, which you have alluded to potentially mm. wanting to do at some point, then, you know, make sure you're not too good at the game because otherwise it just ruins the brand. Yeah, I um, don't think there's any danger of that. I think I'm very far away from being even good, <laughs> not too good. So I think we're okay. <laughs> so, sorry, very, very quickly then. Mm. How, how does the thought of a podcast sit with you? Because you, you mentioned that you might want to think about doing one. What does that look like at the moment? Is that... a a definite is that a hope is that a pie in the sky where are we sitting it it's it's a hope i think um i just i i, I listen to a lot of podcasts i listen to your guys podcast all the time um i spend a lot of time driving across the country back home to see family and that um so i've always got a good podcast on and i just love creating content of some form so the truth is there's probably not enough time in my day or week to get it done because there are days now where I wake up, especially early, we'll edit the TikTok to go out for that day, go to work, edit all day, come back, edit the YouTube video, go live after that, and then go to sleep and do it again the next day. So I don't know whereabouts that fits, but I just, I mean, as you can tell, I love talking. Um, people not, might not like listening to me, but I love talking. Um, so... Yeah, it's a hope. I don't know where it where it ends up. If anyone's out there and listening to this and wants to start a podcast, give me a shout. I'm in. Um, yeah, I don't know really. I, I just would like to give it a go. Oh, that's that's like putting out a question on Twitter saying, "Is there a designer out there?" Yeah, you'll, you'll get seventy five yeah. million people going. Yeah, I'll do a podcast with you. I'll be, <laughs> to be I'll fair, be on a podcast with you, Josh Peach. Yeah, but quite far into the episode, people might not have listened to me for this long. They got sick of my voice by now. We might be okay. <laughs> if, ah, if, in, if mate. one thing you need to be aware of in that case, if you get lots of people offering to do a podcast with you, if one of them is a guy called Tony Jameson, tell him from us. He's already got seventeen <laughs> a week or whatever he's doing. He doesn't need another one. It's fine. 
Yeah. And if Jeb and Callum apply, well, well, <laughs> just telling at this point, isn't it? It's just telling. Ah, what, what, oh, yeah. pool tournament on the Isle of Man, is it, Jeb? Yeah, he's starting the Josh Peach experience, isn't he? That's when he's starting up. Uh, you can, by the way, feel free to use that as the name. It's not a very good one, but it's just out there, isn't it? It's just out there, the Josh Peach experience. I'd listen to that. I'd absolutely listen mm, to me that. Me too. Exactly. Well, mate, Thanks best, uh, you know what? I, I genuinely, I hope it happens for you at some point, even if you just, just record one. Just you find yeah. the time to record one just so you can say that you've done it because it is, it's honestly, it's been my favorite thing about, about content creation has been this. I absolutely adore this. I would rather do this like this, well, sorry, rather, but this is my favorite thing. I don't get me wrong. Mm. I love streaming. I love getting to hang out with people. I love getting to talk to people. That's so much fun. And I really, really like value those interactions, but this is, this is what I enjoy the most for sure. These and are, you, these are to be times. fair, like I will say, you guys do it very, very well. I said to you in our DMs, Rich, like the the dynamic that you guys have got and the the true friendship, and it's a really good podcast. Like I feel like it's a very difficult thing to do a good podcast because, uh, similar to a stream, like you're there for, and like, we've been recording for an hour and a half now. That's your real self, and you've got to, especially when you're with other people, you've got to have that dynamic and that connection and. And understand it so you guys do it very well so you're you're the people i'm looking up to when i'm saying should i start a podcast oh, they do it pretty well let's, let's see what they're doing and steal it <laughs> yeah oh, steal away steal away mate steal away see you you think we're all really really good mates but in a couple of years time we'll do a live podcast from the uh the top of the apple building like the beatles then we'll just never see each other again you wait you wait that's <laughs> The next, I'll be there. Yeah, if the next if, <laughs> if the next FMT live happens on a rooftop unannounced, then you know that things aren't okay at home. That's uh, that's all we need to worry about. <laughs> um, Josh, it's been an absolute pleasure it has. to chat with you, mate. It's been absolutely brilliant. And thank you again for taking the time, pal. It's been absolutely wonderful. We've really, really enjoyed it. Uh, before we wrap up, though, mate, before we wrap up, um, now is the time to sell yourself. Where can the people find you doing all of those wonderful things that you do? Uh, I'm not sure they're wonderful, but you can find them. Uh, Josh Peach underscore on Twitch and TikTok. Just Josh Peach on YouTube. I don't know why I ditched the underscore for YouTube, but probably not good for branding that, is it? <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, Josh Peach on Twitter, TikTok, Josh Peach underscore on Twitter, TikTok and Twitch. Josh Peach on YouTube. There'll be something somewhere, I'm sure. There you go. Watch all of those things. <laughs> Watch all of it. And any any wolf social media that you may see, Josh has yeah. some kind of hand in. Maybe. Would be my best guess. Exactly. Exactly. So even if it's a goal highlight, you'll see Josh in the background nudging somebody like I told him to do that. I told him. <laughs> tactical analysis. It's back. Uh, Kev, what about you, my friend? Where can the people find you doing all the wonderful things that you do? Yeah, you can find me at the United City FM, both on Twitter and Twitch. I'm on Twitch every weekday afternoon, 3 till 5 p.m., doing my Rolling in the Isles British Isles Journeyman series. Come and join me there. I hopefully, we'll also be able to do a, I think it might be a Thursday evening network save this week, possibly. Mm -hmm. We'll confirm that later in the week, a week as we go. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's likely to be around there this week, though. So if we can do that, come and join us for that. Uh, what about yourself, Rich? What do you got up? Uh, what do you got uh, this week? Well... Well, well, me, it's, 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 it's all Rich Owens, isn't it? Rich Owens FM on all the things. But more importantly, something Josh mentioned earlier mm -hmm. kind of stuck out to me. And this week, what I'd like to do is I would like to shout out um, a wonderful um, Twitter account, Non-League Volunteers. 
Uh, it's at non-league vol on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, they, they just highlight the importance of people like Josh during his time at Kings Lynn doing all the bits and pieces behind the scenes, just volunteering for your local non-league football club. Because a lot of the time, you know, your non-league teams, especially as you drop further and further down the pyramid, they rely so heavily on the support of the local community, of, of volunteers helping out on match days or helping out behind the scenes in some capacity because they may not have the capacity to do it themselves. So if like Josh, if you've listened to Josh's story, if you've been inspired by that and thinking, right, well, there's a club five minutes down the road from me. We play in tier nine of the English football pyramid. I will guarantee you if you turned up there and like, right, is there anything I can do to help on a match day? They are going to say yes, and they're going to welcome you with open arms. Uh, they've also got a, a second account, which is non-league roles, which is uh, kind of highlighting available opportunities that non-league clubs have. Um, that they're actively trying to recruit for. So if you want to be like Josh Peach, follow these accounts. Get in touch with them. Be like I'm me. not guaranteed. Yeah. Follow these accounts. Three and a half years' time, guaranteed a job at the Premier League club. No, that's absolutely <laughs> not what we're saying at all. Absolutely not what we're saying at all. But you never know. You never know. So just get in touch because non-league football is brilliant. We all have non-league football around here. We never shut up about it. So get in touch with your local non-league club and just see what you can do. And you'll have a great time. I absolutely guarantee it. Lads, I don't know about the two of you, but that very much feels like a podcast to me. It absolutely definitely was. Very, very podcasty. I liked it a lot. Very, very podcast. Couldn't be more podcasty. Some would say it couldn't be it couldn't be we try. we could try and cram more in but it just wouldn't fit it just wouldn't <laughs> fit right then and that is where we're going to leave it um josh thank you so much again mate it's been an absolute pleasure and, no thank uh, you guys i've really really enjoyed it right anytime anytime uh kev thank you mate i've again lovely pleasure as always my pal kev uh and thank you our audience thank you for watching thank you for listening however you are consuming this podcast we massively appreciate you um thank you once again for joining us for another episode of football manager therapy we will see you on the next one take care love you lots bye bye